from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, this is part two of our interview with Style. If you missed part one, tune in to yesterday's episode. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Today we are broadcasting live from beautiful California in Los Angeles and our guest today is Style Bell. Style Bell has made a name for himself in the health and wellness industry and I am so excited to invite you to the podcast today. Welcome Style. Yes, I'm super honored to be here honestly and I think it's going to be, we're going to have a good time. We always have a good time. So you've had a thriving business in health and wellness, leading people to physical greatness, but you've also grown a really impressive business in the herbal life community. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, (laughs) It's funny that you asked that. So um, I worked as a a waiter prior to that, and I had one friend at that job, Hmm. and uh, she came to me one day and asked me to go to the meeting, and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, absolutely not, (laughs) right? I don't wanna go, I'll pass. I knew what they were gonna do. They were gonna get a name tag, bring me to a nice house like this house, and then they were gonna tell me how great everything was and be like, give us $10,000, and I wasn't gonna have it. And so I told her no three times, right? And then eventually she asked me one more time that same day and I said, listen, I'll go so that you don't start. That was my plan. Okay. Okay. So I was executing at this plan, by the way. I just want you to know that. Okay. So I got there. I had my, I did the arms cross thing that they do. I'm I'm just here for the appetizers. Right. (laughs) And I heard the stories and people talked about making $3,000 and $4,000. At the time, I was so, had such a poverty mindset that that sounded too far away. 
And there was one woman who stood in front of the room. She lost about 50 pounds. She still needed to lose another 100 pounds. So physically, I didn't relate to her. Yep. But that woman changed her, her diet, got around more positive people, and she stopped some of the medications that she was taking. She stopped some of the drinking that she was doing. And no one in the room know, knew that I lost my mom to alcohol and medication. And so it made me go, what if this community, these kind of people could have saved my mom's life? Mm. And so entrepreneurship to me started off with that foundation. It wasn't about the Ferrari or it wasn't about traveling world. It was about what other person's mom out there needs somebody like this. Right. And so it made me just start listening. And then that woman said, and last month I made 500. Well, when you don't got no money. 500 sounds good. 500, I was already spending it. Let yeah. me just say, like I was getting a guac. Yes. I had to get the guac, yes. right? And so I just started spending that and I was looking at this woman and I said, if she could impact people's lives, maybe I could too, right? And so at that point I still wasn't sold, okay? But it made me more interested. And then another gentleman came in front of the room and this is what he said. He talked about taking care of his wife. Mm -hmm. He talked about taking care of his kids. Mm -hmm. Now in my community, a lot of men don't talk like that. Right. Right. And I said to myself, that's someone I, I want to be. I want to be like him one day. Yeah. I want to be able to take care of my wife, take care of my kids. Yep. Right. And then he was riding his bike in the middle of the day for fun. I was riding my bike because I had to. And so I said, if I could just converse with him for a second, Right, just for a second, but that was the only African American person in that room, and so I knew he wasn't going to talk to me. Right, and we can call it fate or the universe or God, but he came and sat right next to me, and we had a conversation. And I remember thinking to myself, "There's no way that I can do what he did," but I know that with hard work and dedication, I can create half. That was where my mind was at. So you're at two fifty. Right. Get the 3,000. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, yeah. I could do half well, this. I'll tell you the truth. At that time, because we're talking about money. Right at that time, he was making around $30,000 a month. Wow. And I said to myself, he came from a six figure job. He came from um, wealth and finance. He came from um, a really great company, right? I'm struggling to learn how to read, right? I am not a Caucasian male mm -hmm. from, a, from mm -hmm. a, a great place. There's no way that I can do that. But I know that I can do this. I can do half. Okay, so this is what's, it's really interesting to me, especially because I think Herbalife yeah. is a multi-level marketing company. Yes. And I feel like it gets so much negative press, but positive press. Those who are in it, they drink the Kool-Aid and yeah. they do really well. Yeah. But so many people like yourself yeah. before you went in were like, I'm just going to save my friend. Yeah. So this is the first time I've had someone on the podcast talking about success in this area. Mm. So now you're just seeing a little bit of a glimmer of, okay, I could probably do that. Hope. Hope. So what was it about this company and mm. being able to build business and make money like all these other people? Okay. I like that you asked that and, and it, it does tie back in solely to that opportunity for my mom, mm -hmm. right? You got to imagine, I lost my mom and then I went straight into foster care. And while I was in foster care, I went from place to place. I was physically beat for years, mm. right? And there's a lot of me that wishes that I still had her in my life, mm -hmm. right? There's so many moments where you, you do this cool thing and there's no one there in the stands for you. There's no one clapping. There's no one to pick you up oh. when you fall. And so that, that gave me hope again, right? At that point in my life, I was just going to work, right? I tried different aspects of life, yeah. and I, but I knew that I wasn't willing to sell my soul to be successful at something. 
And so Herbalife had to be in alignment with wellness. It was in alignment with community. It was in alignment with empowering people. And so I said, even then, even after making those choices, if it doesn't work for me, I'm still a no. And so I got on the products. I didn't tell nobody I was Did doing. you have to pay 10 grand? No, it was $69. Huh. And I started just for myself. I told nobody. And I got great results. And I still didn't believe it was the products because I was training aggressively. I was working out. I was doing those kind of things. And one day, I was on the phone with someone trying to tell them about Herbalife and they were like, absolutely not. And my aunt was next to me and she goes, why don't you let me have some of it? And I said this, hey, I'll give it to you at my price. And my aunt said, no, I'm going to support your business. Oh, come so on, auntie. I made $72 that day. Okay. I spent 69 to join. Okay. So in my mind, I'm winning already. Okay. It's not a lot of money to That's some okay. people, but I'm but winning. It's a plus. And so a month goes by and my aunt says, I check on her and she's, I said, does it work? And she said, no. And I said, I knew it. I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life. Right. And a, another month goes by, my aunt calls me and she goes, style, I'm down 15 pounds. Oh wait, 15 pounds Listen now? to me. My auntie was said, I said, can I tell people? And she said, no. And now when your black auntie tells you no, it means no. Right. And so I decided I'm still going to be poor for the rest of my life. Okay. But she goes, I'm going to do this 5k walk. If I can do this walk, then this, these products work. My auntie doesn't work out at all, okay? I'm like, she's not gonna make it. <laughs> you know, I bought her wow, some walking sticks, right? Yeah. I'm like, she's not gonna make it. She sent me a photo smiling every step of the way. And so that day I decided okay. about the Will Smith thing. Yep. I'm an athlete, I played football, basketball, ran track my entire life. My auntie doesn't work out at all. She's, we're both extreme cases. We've both got results. So my mind said, I can change the world. Wow. And now, how many people have you signed up on the program? And so how are you growing it? Yeah. yeah. So that's that was like the foundation. And I had to not I had the privilege to tell my auntie that mm -hmm. um, I, I want to tell you that mm -hmm. because it's important to me. Yeah. Um, I gave my aunt her flowers while she was here. Um, she bought me my very first kitchen table oh. that I built my team around. So I would get a client. I would invite them to my home. I know that sounds crazy, but I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to go. Right. So they had to come to you. That's all that I had. It's real life. Right. And so I would sit down with them and I would ask them their goals, their dreams and what they believed in. And I would challenge them to dream bigger. Right. And so she brought me that first kitchen table, my first laptop to even help them place orders. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I told my aunt, I said, one day, I promise you this, I'm going to fly you around the world in first class. Okay. And my aunt said, Style, you don't even have a car. You're like, but <laughs> like, one day. How are you going to do that? Right. right. And so my driving force in the beginning of, for success was to give her her flowers. It really had not much to do with myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so my aunt passed away around two years ago. Oh. And I, I flew my auntie in first class. Right. I would send cars to her house. Right. Um, when I had an, an Range Rover and she needed a car, I gave it to her. Oh. Right. So my auntie was the person for me that my reason why to get mm -hmm. up every single mm -hmm. day. And I wanted her to know in my community, someone cared. And so I had a facility in Compton, California for about five years. It was 10,000 square feet. Whoa, so we went from a kitchen table mm -hmm. to having a 10,000 square foot facility. Yes. yes, This is major. I need to dig right into that. Yeah, I think digging into it is, is so important, right? And I think that fundamental um, conversation that a lot of people don't want to share, right. right? And so I think we should share we it want with the magic. We want the We want the magic that's, I think, and you know this, that's not so magical. Yes. Right? And so 
I think that honest, transparent piece is, is what I love to share. Yeah. And so in the very beginning, it was, I literally was in a situation where um, I was in love with somebody, Ooh, right? Now it's getting and, juicy and magical. <laughs> it was, it was. And so um, one day she decided, she said this to me, she said, Style, um, I feel like your mom. And it broke my heart at the time and I didn't really understand And She sat down with me and she did something very important, okay? And this is why I think some people need to learn how to, in entrepreneurship, use their past to know how to go forward, mm -hmm. right? And so she said, write your goals down, write your dreams down, write how much money you're spending on a daily basis, be detailed about it. Like, what's your car note, right? If you got one, what's your um, cell phone bill? What's your rent? What are you spending on, you know, food? Know those details. Yep. And then she said, 70% of whatever you're, you're writing down that you love about life, you need to find a career in that aspect. And she gave me a small piece of paper <laughs> for a Bible verse and she left, okay? Like left, left, left like left. we're broke up left? Left, left. Oh, ouch. Right, and so, but here's the beauty of that. I'll tell you this. I didn't understand it at the time and it did hurt, absolutely, <laughs> right? But it taught me something very important, okay? So at the kitchen table, I wrote down what my goals were, okay? I wrote down what my dreams were. Mm -hmm. I wrote down how much money I was spending on a daily basis, mm -hmm. right? How much, I know I know that a can of tuna, because that's what I was eating at the time, because all I could afford was 49 cents, okay? And I remember when it went from 49 cents to 79 cents, Sheesh. okay? That's how detailed I was about how much money I was spending. Yep. And I think a lot of times people aren't honest about those conversations because it's scary to say my car got repossessed, Yeah. right? It's hard to say that I don't have a place to sleep sometimes at night. Right. It's or I mean in tuna, ramen noodles. Absolutely. Is, right. And so I don't think it's really about the ramen noodles. I think it's about what you do with that information. Yeah. And so in the very beginning, I wrote those things down and then um, I literally wrote down what do I want my life to look like and how do I want it to feel? OK, a lot of people only write down what they, what want, they it want to, to look, look like. like. But how do I want to feel when I wake up? I think this is the, okay? the, the so part of manifestation. It's the, right? it's the part, it I didn't right. even know it was called yeah. manifestation, yeah. right? I literally called it vision before bed. Mm, okay. okay. And so what I would do is this. I would, instead of going to sleep and, I, and being upset or angry or frustrated that I can't pay my rent, right? I don't have a car. Um, my life is not where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. I started going online and I would look at all the beautiful things in the world, right? Places that you can travel people that look like you, right? Let's just say that, right? I would look at different um, animals or a beautiful dog that I would want one day or having a pool, right? And those things started to make my heart beat fast before I went to sleep, okay? But that's so, those are also the things that'll get you up in the morning. There you go. And kick you into overdrive to make it there happen. There you go, so you're saying it, right? Yep. And so I just decided um, I was so afraid to talk to people, okay? And I think that people need to understand this. As entrepreneurs, if you don't talk, you Nobody don't knows eat. your story. That's right. No, you don't eat. Mm. Okay. That's very important in the very beginning because I had a friend come into the restaurant one day and I was watching him smiling, having a good time, eating his food. And I'm looking at him and I'm saying to myself, one day I want to have that same opportunity. All right. And I saw this friend talking to people out in the community, getting contacts, you know, following up with people. And I went home that day and I can smell the food in my house because my uh. roommates had just got done cooking. Right. And I literally had to get a bowl and put ice in it to have something to chew on. Oh. And I said, Stout, if you don't talk, you don't eat. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are hoping, especially in the day and age of social media and the day and age of faking it till you right. make it. 
right? I think they're hoping for their life to change without actual with action. actually doing it. Okay, so my blueprint to success in the very beginning was I'm going to talk to two people a day. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, and are you talking about your Herbalife yes, business? Or are you talking about how did you sort of do the my two Herbalife, concurrently? My Herbalife business became um, either I'm going to make it or I'm going to die. 
Mm. Okay. And here's why. It was going to give me what I wanted out of life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to be that guy that walked into the room that took care of his wife one day. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be that guy that took care of his kids one day. I wanted to have options when I walked into the room. I got so sick and tired of walking into a room with other men and having to put my head down. Okay. So, so two people a day. Two that people was the a goal. day. That was and the goal. And like, kick it to me. How did you approach them? You know? Oh, I was scared. Right. And so... <laughs> I was absolutely scared, right? And so I literally would go to the gym in the morning at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and I would say, I'm not leaving the gym until I get two contacts, all right? I went to the 99 cent store because that's all I could afford. I bought a green folder and I put my name on it and I put my goals at the front of the page. And I would go in there and I'd be like, I really love those shoes, those are awesome. And you'd be like, oh, thanks. If you wouldn't stop, I would let you keep walking. Right. And then I would go and then I would go wait more longer and I would get two contacts. OK. And from those two contacts, here's what I would do. I would go online and I would think of a beautiful quote or something like that. And I'd be like, hey, this is style. It was so great to meet you. Here's a quote that may add value to your life. Ooh. I was still too afraid to talk about what I was doing. Right. But what I wanted to do was build a community around me. Right. I wanted to build a foundation around me. And so. What I in the very beginning, I got one customer, which was my aunt, right? <laughs> and right. then a month later, I got a person at my job, right? But I was still getting two contacts. Now, what no one understood was the compound effect of that, right? Okay, so in one month, two contacts a day gives me how many contacts? 60. Right, that's sixty people that's that 60 know about people. me. All right, in two months, I got hundred and twenty people that know about me. All right, and so here's what I would say to people. If you ever decide you want to be healthy, I would love to be the person that helps you. And that's it. Okay? And so eventually what would happen about three months in, right? Like, another person would be like, hey, I'm interested in getting I'm healthy. Out. How could how could you help me? And I would say, when you have a quick second, let's go over your goals and your dreams that you want to achieve. And I talk to them how I would want to be talked to. Mm. Period. Okay? And now I saw other people trying to oversell or trying to do all these you know, fantastic things. And I just said, I'm going to hit people where they need it the most in their hearts. It's kind of like you're meeting them where they need to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the part where, um, as an entrepreneur, I just was treating people how I wanted to feel. Let's go back to that. So I want to know, how many, yeah. how many people have you touched right now? How okay. many contacts <laughs> have you made? All right. So um, before I tell you that answer, I'll tell you this. All right. So... For two and a half years, right, the average person, every time it takes for somebody to get to where I'm at is 13 years, okay? I achieved what I got to top 1% in two and a half. You're in the top 1% top of 1%, Herbalife. Yes, but I'll tell, wow. you, I'll tell you how. So that two people a day, right, I would go and I would be in rooms with people that were winning. And when I say winning, I mean winning big. Right. They were talking to 30 people a day and 40 people a day and they were doing a lot of um, volume and they were making a lot of money. And I would go in that room and I would just say, stay focused. Right. Stay in your lane. Right. Don't get distracted. Right. Stay exactly where you're at. OK. And so I started a small meeting at my house on a Monday. Right. Because that was my day off. Yeah. Yep. Right. And I would say, come to my house. Right. On Monday. And people would tell me that's not going to work. It do that doesn't that doesn't help people. And I say, listen, I want to be a part of a team. We don't even have a team. So I'm like, you know what I like? I think that's going to help us is to get uncomfortable. Right. And I said to a bunch of people, we're going to be get uncomfortable. And they were like, let's be the get uncomfortable squad. We created a small team name with about five people. 
Wow. One young lady gets off of work one day. She's like, hey, Style, it's I just got off work. What are you doing? I was tired. I'm like, what's up? Come over. So she comes over. She pulls her computer out, pulls up. I think it was like Skype or something. And she gets on the computer and introduces to me somebody in Washington, D.C. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yes. And she's I'm having a conversation with this man in Washington, D.C. At the end of the conversation, he's like, I'm excited. I want to be a part of your team. And I remember thinking, oh, baby, I'm international now. Like, it's, I'm not really international. With but that. it is. So she is expanding my vision. So a lot of times what people don't understand about entrepreneurship, you don't have to be the greatest person in the room. She was a college graduate. She had a really great job. Yep. But she liked my vision and where I was going. And so she trusted me enough. And I said, listen, her name was Celeste. I said, listen, Celeste. I said, there's something about you that's magical. Right. I don't have the same skills you have. I can't read as good as you. I spell things wrong all the time. It's that magic. Yes. Remember someone said that to you. There you go. So I said, we'll use your skills in this area and I'll use my skills with the vision. Yeah. Right. And so we created the Get Uncomfortable Squad at the time. Right. And people would make fun of us and they would say, why do you guys got this team name? Like, what does that mean? What do you guys stand for? And I would say, listen, Celeste, just like I told you in the beginning, be this foundation right here. We're a rock. If you fall, I'm going to catch you. Oh. Okay. And so we sat around that table. We started building teams and we would take at the end of it. I would say, listen, next Monday, you bring two people. I'm going to bring two people. Now, the problem is with that is I have roommates. So a couple months in, I got 13, 14 people in the living room Ooh. at 10 o'clock at night. And they're My like, roommates are getting off work. I would hear the door and I would tell everybody, say hi. Right. My roommates would come in, everybody would be like, hi. My roommates wouldn't say, I'm gonna keep it PG, nothing, okay? <laughs> and they would keep moving, but I would tell them, I'm like, listen, you guys, one day, we won't have to be like this. One day we're gonna have our we're own We're gonna homes. outgrow this space. One day we're gonna outgrow this space. And people made fun of us for doing that. Of course. But I told them, you guys, let's stay in this lane. Let's not get distracted, okay? And so that two people a day grew. They started doing two people a day. We would literally, after the workout, we would go eat together like a family would. Yeah. When you don't have that foundation, a lot of times, I wanted to create that kind of bond that I knew we weren't going to be the biggest team. I knew we were going to have the but most tight. people. I knew we weren't going to make the most amount of money, but I knew that when people saw us, they knew that we cared. Yeah. And that was the difference that I think that made that foundation for us. So right now, today, as it stands, around two years in, I was able to walk away from my job and I was scared, right? But I followed the steps which I had a couple of months of income saved, yep. right? Like I didn't want to just leave on like, I hope I'm going to make it, right? Have a couple months saved, absolutely. But you had a plan for moving I forward. Had a plan, right? And so I walked away from my job, right? And this is the mistake a lot of people make. And my mentor told me this. He said, Stal, he said, when people leave their job, they start to wake up anytime that they want. Okay. And this so, is the biggest misnomer about entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. I'm going to build a business. I'm yep. going to be able to run it from the beach yep. and chill out. It's, yep the exact opposite. I'll tell you what I did. I decided the next day after I quit my job, I'm gonna get up every day at 3.30 in the morning. Why? I believe it. Because I was online. This motivational speaker said he was getting up at 3.30 yep. in the morning. I saw his life and I would love to trade places with him. Yep. Okay. So I took his advice. I didn't ride my bike to the gym because I was too scared that somebody was going to steal it because I wasn't in a good area. Okay. So I ran to the gym. <laughs> All right. I would get my two contacts a day. All right. I would go then after that to our beach workout. Right. I would host a workout from there. I would invite people to come and get healthy. Once I got them on the scale, asked them their goals, their dreams, they would leave to go home. I would wait for 30 minutes because I didn't want them to see me 
walking home. Because they'd be like, ain't that the guy that said he could change my life, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I didn't want them to see that. You're like, and I'm so getting healthy. I'd wait, <laughs> right? And then um, I'd check on them, follow up with them. Around two years in, okay, I'm just doing what I just told you and that's it. I replaced my bad habits. Why am I playing video games and I can't pay my rent? Mm. Why am I watching TV and I can't pay my bills? Yeah. Okay. Why am I going on all these dates, spending all this time with women and all these different things as a distraction and I'm not handling my, my business? My goals and my business okay? dreams. So some mistakes that people make as entrepreneurs are this. They, they eliminate those bad distractions, but they do nothing with that time. Right. Okay. I struggle with reading, so I started reading. Oh, wow. Okay. I struggle with motivation so I started listening to yep. you know different podcasts and things like these kind of conversations we're having right now right I started listening to books like rich dad poor dad I started doing the five love, love language book. I started yep. listening to things about the universe yeah I replaced those bad habits with great habits okay so I look up two years in I don't know nothing about really the computer someone is looking at a computer and he goes style let me see your business okay so he's looking at my business and he goes in the next six months, you're going to achieve the top 1%. I thought I still had another three years. I'm locked in, head down, focused, okay? Another guy comes in. He looks at the number. He goes, nope, in four months. Wow. Okay? But let me tell you, at this point in my career, I know this is a big jump from $72, right? At this time in my career, mm. I'm making around $20,000 a month. 20000 okay? So you're that guy in the room. Not yet. I'm going to tell you why. Because my mindset wasn't there yet. Okay? This is what I decided I was going to do. I don't think this is for everyone. I stayed riding that same bicycle. Mm -hmm. Okay? I stayed in my same apartment. All right? I did go from sleeping on a futon. I went and bought a bed frame, but I just took the futon mattress and put it inside. There you go. Okay? Now, the problem with that is if I have company, <laughs> the futon mattress ain't really long enough to feed the so I would scoot it over so she had a spot and I would just fall over into the hole but anyway I digress right and so these are the real struggles this is of the real entrepreneurship. Struggles entrepreneurship that's true know, I had a bed frame I just yep. didn't have a mattress yep. right yep. and so I decided that if I made those choices like getting a car or buying things that I didn't quality need it was going to distract me from my goals it's and my gonna dreams it's going to distract you and it's going right? to push you out well if I had a car, then I'm going to try to come to your house. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Not yeah. you in general. I don't mean no offense, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm going to be in places I shouldn't be, right? And so I knew that that was a distraction for me. I would ride my bike and put it against the wall and Chase Bank would look at my check and they would call Herbalife and be like, does this guy really make this? Because ah. it didn't make sense to them, right? But I knew that if I made those choices too soon, it would throw me off course, Yeah. okay? And so... Around two and a half years later, right, I achieved the top 1%. Wow. I remember I was on the phone with the CEO of the company, and he announced now style. Now, the CEO is calling you. Yes, he's calling me. And he goes, at this time, I was probably the third, I don't quote me on this, or fourth African-American president's team member in the entire company in 30 wow. years. All right? There was no social proof, really, that somebody that looked like me could make it. All right? But it wasn't about that. It was about, I wanted to wake up and have options. Hmm. Okay, so I think those small disciplines in the beginning that a lot of people don't take in for count, right? They, they're, they're purchasing the cars too soon, right? Like, 
I wanted that this car. This is really like, and I love this because Please. this is big in our community mm. because it's like you got to keep up and you have to show your wealth first, yes. right? But especially in your business yes. too, because even Chase was like, well, I don't get it. You're oh, making all this it. money. Why yes. aren't you spending it? But this yes. is this is the rat wheel yes. that people want us to get caught up in, Yes. right? Mm -hmm. But that's not how people win. Mm -mm. No, in my opinion, I think that there's, I will tell you this. I'm not sure if that's not how people win, mm -hmm. right? Because I think that there are some people that have made that choice and they've won very big. Yeah. I just decided what was best for me, okay? So what was best for me was to make sure that I was in alignment with my heart and my goals and my dreams. Was it challenging? Absolutely, right? Where there's moments where I wanted to do those things? Absolutely. But what was more important was generational wealth, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to just have a really great life now. I wanted my kids, kids right. to be able to have a great life one day. And so even, for example, the Ferrari, I wanted that car since 2012, okay? I got the car a year ago. Oh. And since 2012, I could afford the car. Yep. A lot of people don't understand that, right? And so for me, it wasn't about being able to afford the car. It was about creating enough value in the marketplace to get the car. Sal, your story and the trajectory of what you've done, the amount of sacrifice that mm. you put in to get to where you are is mm. truly inspiring. I wanna take a minute to understand where you are now, and I want you to be as bold as you can, because I feel like there's still a part of you that is super humble, mm. that is still riding that bike. Mm -hmm. And just tell us now where you are and how many people you've touched as well. Right. Um, thank you for asking that. And it is, I definitely feel like sometimes I am still riding that bike. And I believe that still to this day, I deserve that bowl with ice in it. Mm. And I think that is what makes me wake up every single day and passionate about helping other people move their lives forward. Um, so as of today, I have business in about 23 countries, right? I shouldn't say about, it's exactly 23 countries. And I'm excited to get to 97 countries, right? That's one of my goals is to really have an impact in each one of those countries I have access to, which feels fantastic, you know, in different, different languages and different places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm honored to have spoken and, and helped other people move their lives forward in 45 different countries, wow. right? I've been to every continent outside of Antarctica, right? To just share with people how they can move their lives forward, right? I've been in places in different countries where children don't even have food to eat mm. and you know i've been that person for them like we provided so much access for them to have food you know and even when i was in brazil like helping children have access to be able to learn different martial arts and um being able to be that person right it's like yeah. the foundation of being in foster care and not having that to be able to share my voice around the world has been priceless um the best feeling though for me in this business is i've had right now i have four other top one percenters in my organization. Wow, that um, you have helped yes. elevate and reach these heights. Yes. Well, that's incredible. And I probably have another, um, about a hundred people that are in the top one to 5% um, in my business right now. And I think the best thing is, those people don't have to worry about putting diapers on their kids. Yeah. Right. That's a a big lot of deal. people think about just the, the the bigger numbers or the finances that you can create, but not being able to have enough money to put diapers on yep. your kid means something to a woman. That's well, that's right? a or lot. Or to a family, yes. right? And so um, that's one of the best feelings in the world to be able to have access to that. Um, and I, I just opened up my home recently. Um, I do workouts in my home for people for free, right? No matter their skin color, their background, wow. their education. For free. For free, right? Still. Um, still that's today. a lot because yeah. I've paid like $50 to go ride a bike in a studio, yeah. you know? And like that's prohibitive for a lot of people. Yeah. 
Well, the best part for me is is here's the reality, right? Some of those people are in the top of their game, mm-hmm. right? They're on some of you guys' favorite TV shows. And then there's other people that um, barely had enough money to get to right. the house to do the workout for free. And so what I want those people to feel is that there's they're loved and they're appreciated and they're seen, right? And so for me personally, one of my big goals mm. um, is... Um, to really have generational wealth, yes. right? So the reason why I chose my career path is when I die, my business still lives on, right? Like my kids' kids can grow on Absolutely. top of what I have today. Yes, yes. Right? that is like, generational wealth. There it is. Like I saw kids walking home in their karate outfits or learning a new instrument or playing a, or doing something. I used to be like looking at my mom, wishing I could do those things. Mm-hmm. And there was no option for that. Yeah. And so I can't wait for my children one day, right, to be able to have those kind of options, Mm -hmm. right? I want them to be able to learn a different language if they want or study abroad if they want or, you know, maybe they don't want a Ferrari. They just want to plant trees. I'm okay with that, you know? And so that's one of the best feelings in the world for me. Oh, wow, Style. Thank you so much for your time today. Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But I want to make sure that our audience can connect with you, Mm. that they can get healthy with you. So can you please share where they can find you on social media and follow your journey? Okay, so um, something I'm very active on is it is Instagram. So my Instagram is at SirStyle. And they can follow me um, for inspiration or motivation. Also, if they're an entrepreneur and they just want somebody that's there that cares about them, regardless if they want to get healthy with me or not, I want to be that person for them too. Oh, I love that. And for his free workouts. So make sure you check out SirStyle on Instagram. And thank you so much for your time. Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But please make sure you check out the Money Moves podcast everywhere you listen to your podcasts. And please continue to tune in so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.